So this morning, you probably will have already gathered as your round tables. We're on an explore service today, which means we'll all stay in the service, nobody going out to separate groups, and uh, it will be a little bit interactive around tables. This is the series that we started last week, Fruitfulness on the Frontline. So what do we actually mean by fruitfulness on the front line? Fruitfulness is about being productive, isn't it? So the, the trees produce fruit naturally if they're healthy trees, okay? And we'd like to see some produce, if you like, of what we do and say as we live out our faith. So that's what we mean by fruitfulness, seeing some kind of impact of living out our faith and speaking about our faith. And then the front line is where we are during the week. So we spend time with people who are not yet believers in Jesus, and I'm sure we'd all love to see people coming to know about Jesus and coming to know him for themselves and for us to be a part of that. So that's really what we're talking about. How we do it, we're going to come on to and explore during the morning. So the material we're using for this series breaks down the fruitfulness on the front line into six M's, as in the letter M, okay? And we're going to look at each of them in turn over the next six weeks. Can anybody tell me what the first one was? Models godly character. Models godly character. Next one, making good work or makes good work. The third one, what was the third one? Ministers, grace and love. So that's the third M. Molds culture, not as in mold on the windows, that kind of mold. So yes, so molding culture is our fourth one. What's the fifth one? Mouthpiece for truth and justice. Mouthpiece for truth and justice. And the final one, messenger of the gospel. So that's the six M's. So on your tables, you should find between you a leaflet, like a booklet here, and a question sheet. Each table's got those. What we'd like you to do around your table is to read the passage together. That's on the sheet to tell you which one to read because different tables have got different passages. And have a go at answering the questions together. So we've got about 10 minutes, and then Ben will ask for your thoughts so we could do with someone who will feed back on each table. Okay, so we'll start with those who had passage one, which was from Genesis. So where does fruitfulness originate or begin? What do you reckon? With God himself. So Genesis one says all sorts of stuff, and God tells them to be fruitful and multiply. But of course, that comes at the end of creation, where God has himself been incredibly fruitful in creation. And so our fruitfulness is second to his. Passage two. Passage two, yeah, Colossians. Who's feeding back? The knowledge of his will, wisdom, understanding, and bearing fruit. Thank you. Things that come from the Holy Spirit, from God. We thought some other things as well. It was hard to see where they ended. So we actually ended up with more than four. So we also thought strength, endurance, patience, and thanks to the Father, gratitude. Lovely, thank you. All things that come from the Holy Spirit. Okay, right, number three, Luke 3. It's the bit where people come to John the Baptist to be baptized, and he he warmly greets them with the words, you brood of vipers. And then our main question was, what should repentance lead to? And it was fairly clear that it should lead to change. 
And what should that change lead to? It should lead to generosity. John says anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. It leads to integrity and kindness. Some soldiers asked him, what should we do? And he says, don't extort money. Don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. And similarly, you can guess what he says to tax collectors. Well, can't add a lot to what Martin has said, apart from repentance also leads to peace, having peace in your heart because you're doing the right thing. And sharing is generosity of time, sometimes praying for others and living a lawful, honest and content life. So that's all about the fruit of repentance, which is changed behaviour, effectively. So repentance isn't truly repentance if it doesn't result in changed behaviour, John said. You can't just say sorry and carry on as before. Okay, number four. Who had passage four? There were two, I think, two passages. Yep, over there. So we were asked about why was the vineyard to be destroyed? Because it produced bad fruit. So sinful people. And our second question was, what is the promise of the second passage? And the promise is that Israel will produce fruit. So I wasn't sure what that was. Was that talking about Jesus forgiving sins and was not be sinful people? I couldn't get, I, I couldn't, yes, tried my hardest. <laughs> So this is a parable, Isaiah's parable of the vineyard, which Jesus kind of uses and turns on the Pharisees. His version is probably a bit more famous, but it's very similar. God tears down the vineyard because he goes to it and finds that there is, it's not just that there's no fruit, there's bad fruit. For example, if you try and say sorry and carry on as before, that would be an example of bearing bad fruit rather than good fruit, and that there are consequences for that. And then God promises to bring good fruit from his people later on. Okay, number five. So we did our discussion in two parts at two ends of the table, so we weren't having to shout all the way across to each other. So we've had separate discussions and a lot of similar points, but two separate things to feed back. First of all, this end, we had the image of a vine growing. And at the start of the season, when the fruit starts to come out, if you picked all the grapes off and left them in a box, by harvest time, you wouldn't be coming back to particularly nice, luscious fruit to eat or make wine with. So we have been thinking about how we need to stay on the vine and the vine is Jesus. Then the other end of the table we're particularly struck by the picture of the vine that bears no fruit needing pruning and thinking about in our lives we have to think about if we've tried one way of trying to demonstrate all of our six m's and it's not working actually that's okay we need to prune that back and consider where else we could or what else we could try. That's the famous bit, abide in me, Jesus says. Remain in me. We have to be uh, connected to Jesus in order to bear fruit. He's the one that our life comes from. So number six, I think, Galatians, yep. We were asked to find three action words associated with the Spirit. The first one was live by the Spirit. The second was be led by the Spirit. And the third one was keep in step with the Spirit. Well, question... What is God's part in this? Jesus actually referred to it in one of his parables. God sows the seeds in us. We are the field. Basically, the seed doesn't actually... We don't do anything. The field doesn't... Sorry, now I'm trying to... You're about to spoil my sermon. (laughs) 
I could tell where he was going with that. Anyone else have passage six while I take the microphone away from John? Number seven. (laughs) I'll carry on where John left off. We had 1 Corinthians 3 where Paul talks about him planting the seed, Apollos watering it, and then, but it's God who makes it grow. So our question was, what are some elements needed to produce a fruitful harvest? So it needs someone to plant, someone to water it, but it's God who causes the growth. So yeah, our role within that is to cooperate with God, working with him to create the right environment in which God can grow someone into a disciple. Okay, so number eight, Revelation. He will see the tree of life bearing fruit in a picture of what's to come, what has been promised at the end of the time. Eternal purity, uh, eternal righteousness, the tree of life, eternal joy, eternal light, eternal love, eternal peace, and eternal rest with God in heaven. Thank you. So that's the picture of the tree of life in heaven at the end of the days, bringing healing and life and peace and all sorts of wonderful things to the nations. It's that famous phrase, the fruit of the tree will bring healing to the nations. A restoration of the Garden of Eden, so things back to how they were always meant to be, where we can be face to face with God. Um, A never-ending supply of fruit and healing through the medicine of the tree. Lovely, thank you. All sorts of different pictures of fruit in the Bible. One of the things that we're thinking about through this series is the question, yes, but how? That's all very lovely, but what do we need to do? I'm going to read from Mark chapter 4. A very short parable called the parable of the growing seed. This was Jesus talking in a series of various different parables, all of them about the kingdom. Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, in those days, the people hearing what Jesus was saying, and if you're a gardener today, you will know that sowing a seed is not the first thing you need to do. Is it? You don't just take a nice seed and just drop it. What kind of things do you have to do first to the ground? Yes? Turn the soil over, dig it up, lots of digging required. Yep, you've got to turn it over. Anything else you might want to do to the soil? Yes? Water. Yes, you might want to water it. You might want to fertilize it with some manure. Pardon? Take out stones and weeds. There's all sorts of things that you need to do to get the ground ready for soil. And Jesus' hearers would have known that. Farmers know that. Gardeners know that. Healthy soil requires weeding and feeding. That's how I like to put it. And that's a little bit like our lives. There are some things in our lives that we need to feed. That's a bit like putting manure in the soil or or digging it over, making it good and ready for God to do what he's going to do in us, to grow the fruits, the kind of fruits that those Bible passages talk about. But then there's also weeding or pulling things out of our lives that maybe get in the way, that risk choking the good things that God might be doing in our lives. They might be patterns of behavior. They might be ways of speaking to people. They might be ways of thinking about situations. They might be attitudes. All sorts of things that we might need to weed and all sorts of things that we might need to feed. 
But the point of that passage isn't so much the healthy soil. It's the all by itself. The, the word in Greek is automatic. That's the word, automatic. Automatically, the seed will grow in healthy soil. The farmer doesn't know how. The seed contains within itself everything it needs in the right environment to grow. And that is like the way God plants his seed in our hearts. The seed of the word, the seed of his spirit, all the things that God gives us, they produce fruit in a healthy environment. And it's like a big partnership. So it's not that God just plonks stuff on us and then it will all be magically wonderful. Nor is it that we have to strive by our effort to get everything right by ourselves. It is a partnership. Paul puts it like this. Work out your salvation for it is God who is at work in you. It's a partnership. Our part is to make sure that the soil is healthy, weeding and feeding our lives. And God's part is then to bring the growth. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God who brings fruit into our lives. You don't simply call us and leave us, but you call us and equip us and you change us and you transform us, bearing good fruit and growth in our lives. I pray that you would help us to work in partnership with all that you are doing, to weed out those parts of our lives that hinder or choke or distract and to feed those parts of our life that keep our focus on you. Help us, Lord, to be places of healthy soil in which you might grow much fruit. Amen.